the countless breakdowns that I've had in my room, at my desk, um, it and just the the countless amount of things that I've been doing, um, it, it definitely gets a lot. And there's a lot of things that I have to constantly manage, and especially manage as just a high schooler, just a 17 year old. Um, it can definitely be a lot to the point of burning out. Um, and so that was one of the things that I kind of want to talk about because from the outer shell, you know, a lot of people are are just like load, 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 like more work, more homework, more projects. Uh, more films like try to do more more extracurriculars and especially with the whole college thing that i just had to endure like apply to more colleges put more things on your extracurriculars like do more um and that can definitely lead to a big breaking point Mm. um and i i feel like this resonates a lot among a lot of teenagers teenagers that put themselves in high pressure environments teenagers that have to deal with things outside of school that might be heavy that other teenagers aren't dealing with um this is definitely something that um, i resonated with thank you Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Preston Lee. You know, the reason I heard about Preston was because I was uh, being contracted to do some work in Marin County. And one of the representatives from the county said, oh, you got to meet this young man who's made this amazing film. Uh, And I said, oh, please share the film with me. It's about mental health. And um, the, the, the contact sent me the video. And literally, when I, as soon as I watched the video, like while I was watching the video, I was replying to her email and saying, please connect us. Like, you know, this video is powerful. And I'm, I'm hoping that you'll get to see it. Actually, we'll put the link for it in the show notes. But um, it's called Alone. And in that video, it shares a story of a young man who is trying to figure it out, feeling alone during this pandemic, stuck in the house. I think you should watch it. Uh, our young people are trying to get our attention. And what Preston has been able to do, not only with his filmmaking skills, but with the idea of creating a space for young people to come together, he's created a club where there's some peer mentoring going on. He is making films. He is a part of the, the county-wide efforts to support mental health in his community. And in this conversation, you're going to hear him sharing some of his heart sharing how he got inspired to do this work, how him supporting his family helped him to like realize what he wanted to use his time to do. And he's going to be going to NYU in the fall to even further his passion for filmmaking and for this work. What I'm really excited about is that uh, we finally connected and we're hopefully going to do some work together you know, the work in Ever Forward is really how do we inspire young people to find their voice and then take their voice and use it out in the world and use it out in the community because it's never too soon. And for people even my age who have a voice and have something to say, it's never too late. Youth around the country, around the Bay Area, around the world are looking for our attention. They're looking to hear from us. They're looking to be heard probably more so than they're looking to be hurt here from us. So please look out for the young people in your lives. Be the person that they can go and talk to about whatever they need to talk about so that we can make sure that they're not trying to do it alone. If you're out there and you're trying to do it alone and you need to talk to someone, um, and since this episode does mention um, suicide, 
we do want you to know that there's a number that you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. And if you're not comfortable speaking to anyone, you can text NAMI at 741-741 to be connected to a free trained crisis counselor on the crisis text line. Thank you for supporting yourself and for supporting those around you who may be in need. I hope you're inspired by Preston's work, by his words, by his wisdom at a senior in high school, already figuring out his passion. You know, when I was a senior in high school, I was trying to become rich and be, I was going to go to Calvary to engineer. But I know that if you would, if somebody had sat me down long enough to realize what I really wanted to spend time doing was helping people. But I, everyone's journey is different. And I'm really excited that Preston has found his, his passion at this phase in his life. And he's going forward with it um, in a really beautiful way. If you have not yet made a mask, I invite you to make your own mask at 100kmasks.com. And what, and that's actually something I should tell you now is you're going to see a new website coming up pretty soon called millionmask.org. Millionmask.org. It's a new website that we're launching, and I guess I'm announcing it right now. And hopefully when you get a part of that, when you make your mask, it's going to be the same mask you would make. Um, but what you're going to see is our movement is about to grow and we want you to be a part of it. Um, maybe you made a mask a couple of years ago. Maybe you haven't made one yet. Maybe you've been waiting to make it for a special day. Maybe you make this month, February, uh, the special day. We look forward to you being a part of this movement. I hope you really enjoy this conversation. If you know a young person in your life who is trying to find their way, who's trying to find their voice, who's trying to figure out what they're passionate about. Maybe invite them to listen to this conversation to hear a young man who is finding his way by living out what he feels deeply moves him, what he feels deeply inspires him. And his work is inspiring others. It's inspired me and it's inspired us here at the Taking Off the Mask podcast. So please enjoy today's conversation. Thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask movement, and we look forward to seeing you soon. I, I, I'm so excited to have this conversation, um, but before I even jump in, like Preston, welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you, brother. Listen, I am excited because I learned about you uh, from a, from, a, from a, a colleague in the in the in, in the area where you live, and. Uh, I got to see one of your films, and I'm hoping that um, we will have we'll definitely have this in the show notes for so people to see. But will you tell people about you? So I, I already gave up one thing. I know you're a filmmaker, so I'm sorry. To, I like the guests to introduce themselves, but I would like you to introduce yourself, tell people what you want them to know about you, and um, I'm really excited for us to have this conversation today. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a really amazing opportunity uh, to be able to talk about this subject. Um, so my name is Preston Lee. I'm 17 years old. Um, I attend Marin Catholic High School, uh, which is in Marin County, which is right across the bridge, the other side of the bridge from San Francisco. Uh, and like Ashanti said already, um, I love making films. I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I have a couple films produced already um, and mainly around the subject of, of mental health. Um, and I love just talking about the subject in general and just helping as many people as I can. Um, I have a lot of outside things that I love to do as well. I love like fashion and skateboarding and stuff like that. 
Um, and I'm really excited because there's a lot of opportunities for me. Um, I already know where I'm going to college, um, which is really exciting. So I'm going to be going to NYU next year. And I've already looked at all the mental health programs and um, things that I can do to get involved there, uh, which is really exciting. Um, so, yeah. That's exciting. Well, congratulations Thank on getting you. into NYU. Appreciate uh, it. Um, and congratulations on all the work. And I, I think the film that um, there's two of them that I that I saw, but the one, the first one I saw was one of them in the Saunders series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was about masks. And and that's when I saw it, I was like, oh, I hope he replies to my message. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is exactly what we're talking about around mm-hmm. masks. Not, not only in this podcast, but in the the million mask movement and the work that we're doing ever forward. It's all about these emotional masks. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you, and I, I, you were on, you were on top of some tall building. I'm not sure you were on the roof of some building. I was like, how did they get on the roof? Yeah. I mean, so, um, it was one of our friends. Um, he lives in the apartment complex right by, uh, in San Francisco in that area. And they have like kind of a roof access spot and like a lookout spot. Um, and so it was really cool. And I thought that was perfect footage for B-roll, uh, to be able to talk about what I wanted to talk about. So, Oh man. Well, definitely having the, the 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 people thinking and big thoughts, right? Because how many people are dealing with big thoughts and they don't get anyone to talk about them everyone. with? All, all my friends, everyone. Um, and that's why I think your platform is so amazing to have people come forward and talk about that, uh, which I think is really cool. Well, you are helping others, and I and I'm really excited. So I'm really excited for us to be in this conversation. Um, this is not really an interview, so the the benefit of today is that you get to ask questions. I may ask questions, but mm-hmm. it all revolves around us sharing our masks. Mm-hmm. And I think that hopefully, uh, um, I think I heard you made a mask already, right? Mm-hmm. I did. I did. Okay. So since you're the guest, you get to decide uh, who goes first, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I think that as we get into the conversation, if you got a question that comes up, just just ask, right? I think that the the goal is for us to begin kind of getting to know each other better, mm-hmm. um, but also learning about each other. I think I wish that more people we didn't have to have a special hour of the day we do it. I wish it was like people just did it, mm-hmm. but but we try to create it so we can help young men and men know that it's possible mm-hmm. to to have healthy conversations about real stuff that's not rooted in sports or rooted in what what are you going to do in the future for your big goals how about just how you feel like right now right mm-hmm, exactly and so that's what it's about so i would like to invite you to tell me who you want to go first like what, i would love to go first all right i'd love to share yeah so the question would be do you want to share like you want to go front front and then back back or you want to sure, go let's go front front and back back i'd love okay. that yeah all right so we'll... for sure uh, you're you're you'll be first. Awesome. So okay, how, about, so how about you? How about you fold it? How about you fold it? Fold it. Okay. Awesome. Just so that uh, we we don't reveal the back until we get there. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I have my mask right here, um, and this is my little guy with the actual mask, and it's it's really cool. Um, and on the first thing I have is optimistic. Um, I'm someone who loves to see um, the best side of things, and I always love smiling and just kind of making people. Um, feel good about their day. Um, and one of the things that we did really cool at our school was we had posters around the school with little stickies of words of affirmation. And so people could take the little stickies and kind of carry it around with them. Um, and some of the affirmations was like, you're going to rock it today. Like, I love your outfit today. Uh, keep that smile on your face. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And, and, and um, I just love making people's days. Uh, I love complimenting people and always hyping everyone up. So um, I thought that was a good one to put on. Um, another thing I put on is driven. Um, I've always been a person that loves to drive myself. Um, I love working hard in anything I do. Um, and I research so much about things that I'm really interested in. 
Um, and um, I, I said I was driven because in school, I'm a very driven kid. And that's something that I will give myself credit in is um, I work very, very hard in school. Um, and I've always been like that since I was a little kid, uh, making like when I was like five or five or eight and my parents thought it was weird that I had a whiteboard in my room with all my goals and checklists. And I was like, is this normal for a little kid in elementary school to be writing their goals and like check marks and stuff like that? Um, and so, yeah, I will give myself that. Like I love um, just working hard in anything I do and, and seeing the end result. Um, nice. And that also kind of goes into to my work with mental health is I've put so much time and effort into all the projects and initiatives uh, and people that I've worked with. Um, and so the work that I kind of put in I definitely see the results of it getting out. Um, recently, uh, I work for the county, so I'm an intern for Marin County, uh, the Board of Supervisors, and we did this really cool thing that took a lot of work my entire summer, basically, was which was the art showcase. Um, mm. And it was really amazing to see hundreds of students um, submit artwork into the showcase that we had and have people show up to look at all the different art that essentially had some sort of deepened meaning with mental health. Um, I had one of my friends submit a song, which was really beautiful. Um, I submitted my video and there were other people that submitted artwork, uh, paintings that um, that looked so amazing and so detailed. And it was not only just from my school, but also from the schools surrounding us. And so it just kind of saw like a sense of community um, from the different schools around us all coming together to collaborate towards this one goal of sharing and talking about it um, and just talking about how they're feeling um, through art, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, another thing was courageous. Um I think from 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 the get go from the start, like um, I feel like it's very courageous to even come forward and talk about this subject in the first place. Um, this is a subject that leaves a lot of vulnerability to people, um, yeah. and it's a subject that's very sensitive for a lot of people, and they don't want to come out of their shells to kind of talk about it. Uh, and so I think it shows that um, I, you know, I, I could be a little courageous in talking about this thing from the get go, and even just coming on this podcast, um, uh, which is which is which is really cool. Um, and the final thing I had was introspective. Mm. Uh, and so this was one of the things that I was really actually thinking hard about what I wanted to do as my last one. Um, and introspective was kind of a word that really resonated with me because I feel like as I've grown and, and developed and gotten older, I've definitely become more in touch with analyzing my emotions and being able to talk about them um, in a way that I'm able to understand and other people yeah. are, are able to understand and how these emotions and me being in touch with them allows me to reach out to get help if I ever need it and yeah. also be able to talk to other people. Um, and so I just wanted to write introspective because I do feel like um, I'm very in touch with my emotions. I love sharing about how I'm feeling and talking to other people, which is definitely developed through my work in mental health. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I put on the front of my mask. Um, and yeah. That was beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you very thank much you. for sharing Appreciate that. That's I, I resonated with a lot of that. And I thank you for the um I definitely want to come back to talk about the art exhibit you you were mm -hmm. a part of. Absolutely. Um, but thank you for all that work and I feel it. I can feel yeah. that you're driven and courageous. And I think thank you for that. Um all right, here we go. This is gonna be the front of mine. Here we go. I'm eager to see. <laughs> no, it's it, yeah, okay. <laughs> There's the the picture, mm -hmm. some masked character, um, and I wrote serious, funny, and caring. And when I think about like serious, funny, and caring, some sometimes I've, um, I've I mean I use different words all the time, but these are the one that has been really intense lately is serious. You know, um, I like I think I've been like 
really intense this last week. There's been a lot going on, some um, friend stuff, family stuff, like work stuff, like trying to like, uh, and as much as I would like funny to be first, mm-hmm. like I think I'm funny. I think I, I, I tell I tell some hilarious jokes sometimes. You know, I already get those vibes off you, man. So <laughs> I can definitely but, see it. But they but, but imagine if they're always behind the serious, right? So they yeah, like it's the intense part shows up first, mm-hmm. and then the funny kind of drops in, and hopefully mm-hmm. once in a yeah. while. Um, and, and but sometimes if I'm but because I'm so serious, sometimes people miss it, right? They mm-hmm. miss it. Um, I think caring is a big one that I've tried to try to show people. Um, I think it's sometimes if you're a super person who's super intense and super serious and always got always doing stuff and getting stuff done, sometimes the caring stays back behind, right? If if it's intense, it comes in, in an intense way, you know? Um, I'm mentoring a young man right now in San Diego. He's going through a lot of stuff in his life, a lot. Like, And like the other day, you know, I try and keep it, you know, the caring side. And, and through the phone is really tricky, right? Because it's, you know, words can be translated however the mind is ready to receive them so i'm always really delicate with the words but i think yesterday or two days ago i said to him i said listen how do you want me to support you i said sometimes i want to just like shake you through the phone because we're having these good talks and then you're making no progress and it, it feels like i'm not doing you any service i'm not doing you any and i'm not doing a good job of supporting you because you make it we make a commitment and nothing happens and i can't if i was if if i could like roll up at your house i'll roll up at your house and be like dude let's go you said you want a job let's go apply for some jobs like we're not gonna keep talking about it and you keep sitting around the house doing nothing you know and i think in my mind i try and like figure out how to be caring but also like really serious like like i'm a busy person i got a lot to do i make time to have these conversations with you and if they're not gonna go anywhere then I don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time. I don't want. And so I asked him the other day and he didn't have an answer. And I said, okay, well, you got, you got 24 hours to tell me how you want me to support you because right now I feel like I'm doing a bad job. And it's, I think it's really, it, it didn't feel good. And um, the next day he called me and, and he said, he said, just, um, just don't leave. And I was like, huh? He's like, just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what more you can do to support me, but just don't leave. And I think in his mind, he's so used to people leaving before he was ready to make the move, right? So if you get, if you're a person who gets who's super serious and you got you want to get stuff done, and you and you're not making progress, you could easily just be like, okay, find another find another mentor because I'm not doing you any good. And when he said that, it really was like, okay, I see what you're saying. Like he's still building some trust, he's still building some connection, and so it was a moment of me saying. All right. Well, you you're gonna start seeing more of my serious side. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay here, but I'm 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 about to start pushing a little harder. And uh, I don't know what joke I told yesterday, but but it was a, it, it, we laughed, and I said, "All right, I'll stay here." You know. And I think learning how to support people is is tricky when you're trying to support them. And not my goals. I don't, he has his own goals, and trying to help somebody through that. So I think that's uh that's what's really resonating for me right now through the front of my mask. Yeah, that's really powerful. Like, uh, just in that moment that you told me that story, like, first of all, I really want to uh, take a moment to just appreciate you and your work. Like, um, I, I just want to say, like, everything that you've been doing in your work and you're helping mentoring people that are struggling, like, 
you are a huge inspiration to me just mm. from the surface level of me meeting you for the first couple of times. Uh, it, it truly like takes a specific and very caring person to, um, to, to talk about these things. And you remind me a lot of one of my dad's best friends. His name was Stuart. Um, unfortunately he, he passed away a few years back from a brain aneurysm. Um, mm. but he was one of the big inspirations behind all the things that I wanted to do. Um, he was a person, um, he was working with the suicide hotline. So he was the person on the other side of the phone, helping people who were suicidal, um, specifically in people that were on the Golden Gate Bridge, um, who were thinking uh, suicidal thoughts. Um, and his entire life's work um, was to help people. And that's what I see in you. And I think it's so powerful and so admirable to see you doing what you're doing, because he was an, he was an idol of mine. Um, and there were moments my dad told me he would literally step away from an anniversary dinner with his wife and my dad and uh, my dad and my mom um, to, to have his phone by his side. And once he gets a call, he immediately drops everything to make sure that the person is okay. And he would literally leave some of the most important events that he was at to just go sit down. And my dad told me this. Um, he was like, he would go sit down, he would drive over to the person and he would sit um, just on the ground and he would literally just, he would literally say, what's your story? I want to hear your story. I want to talk to you and I want to help you out of this. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of one of the biggest things that definitely resonated with me a lot in like hearing his story and his impact on after he passed away, like his impact that he's had on the rest of the world and what you're doing now, it, it's truly admirable. And so I just want to take us, oh, take my side and saying, thank you so much for, for everything that you're doing. It, it means a lot. Oh man. I appreciate it. Thank you for those words. I appreciate you. I think, you know, you having had a man like that in your life who you saw giving all he had to try and make others better, right? To 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 be selfless, to be like, hey, I love you, wife. I gotta I gotta go take care of this thing. And and people around you knowing that you have to go do that, right? Mm -hmm. That you wouldn't be whole if you couldn't do that thing, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's so beautiful. And yeah. I'm glad that he inspired you. I think mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I meet some young people who don't have an inspiration yet. They have not found it yet. And I, my heart, my heart breaks for them. Like in a, in, in a way, like, I, I hope you begin being more introspective and finding the thing that you are born to do. You know, <laughs> I finally got our middle schoolers realizing like that they're here for a reason. We have this, this running joke, right? Like they were, they were the winner, right? The only reason they're alive right now is because they were the winner, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we, we've, for those that don't know, it's a, it's a health education joke. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they were the winner, and now they got to figure out what they're gonna do while they're here. Mm -hmm. Like they're supposed to be here. You fought to be here. Mm -hmm. Now what are you gonna do while you're here? Exactly. And when I meet people who don't know why they're here, don't really have have not yet found anybody can help them turn it on, I, I just say, you know, well, I'm here if you wanna, you know. Want to hear me ask you a bunch of questions? I'm here to listen to your story. What is it? Um, and man, oh, you got me all excited already. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stop there because we're gonna, I'm gonna let you get to the back. But I uh, thank you for that, and I thank you for the work you're doing for young people at your school, in your community, to through your films to be able to say, oh, he, he, he hears my story. Appreciate he, it. He understands me, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so do we want to go into the back of the master? It's your turn. You're, you're, well, you're, you're, you're the guest, so you tell, do you go first or I go first? You decide. Right. I'll go first. I'd love to share. All right. Okay, so I kind of wanted my friend and back of the mask to sort of relate to each other okay. um, in a sense that like one relates to the other. Um, and so the first thing that I have on the back of my mask is burnt out. 
Um, and this kind of correlates with me being driven and also me pushing myself really hard academically yeah. and just outside of school. Um, I found myself in countless moments where I was working myself to the point of breaking and I really just got burnt out. And I literally put this metaphorical mask on to act like everything was okay. Like me mm. taking this amount of APs and honors classes was okay for my mental health and that I wasn't struggling and that I could actually manage everything. Um, but the countless breakdowns that I've had in my room, at my desk, um, it, and just the, the countless amount of things that I've been doing, um, it, it definitely gets a lot. And there's a lot of things that I have to constantly manage and especially manage as just a high school or just a 17 year old. Um, it can definitely be a lot to the point of burning out. Um, and so that was one of the things that I kind of want to talk about because from the outer shell, you know, a lot of people are, are just like load, 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 like more work, more homework, more projects, uh, more films, like try to do more, more extracurriculars. And especially with the whole college thing that I just had to endure, like apply to more colleges, put more things on your extracurriculars, like do more. Yeah. Um, and that can definitely lead to a big breaking point. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like this resonates a lot among a lot of teenagers, teenagers that put themselves in high pressure environments, teenagers that have to deal with things outside of school that might be heavy that other teenagers aren't dealing with. Um, yeah. This is definitely something that um, I resonated with. Ooh, um, thank you. And my other thing was um, self-conscious. Um, this has been, um, the past two years has really been a big step for me in self-discovery. Um, and I'm really proud to say that if I reflected on myself two years ago, looking at myself now, that I would be so proud of myself. I would genuinely give myself a pat on the back. Um, I've made tremendous strides in who I have become um, in everything. Um, I used to be this kid that was always a people pleaser. I needed everyone to like me. I needed to do all the things that everyone was doing just to make sure that no one thought of me as someone who was just different or an outcast or something that just wasn't against, that was against the norm of what typically mm. goes on. And yeah. as I've grown to develop and I've met so many people that have made such a big impact in my life, one of them is my girlfriend, shout out to her. Um, she's definitely helped me in, um, self-discovery but um there's i've just gone through this process of realizing who i am what i want to be interested in and not having to really care about the inputs that other people have on things that i enjoy doing um i love for just for an example i'd love to dress how the way i dress now i don't care if i get you know a look here or there i love talking about the subject of mental health i love being friends with people that genuinely care about me and not just friends with them because they have status. Um, and I think that's just one thing that I've really come to realize that I've made a lot of strides, but also like in my past self, I was extremely self-conscious. I was the mm -hmm. person that always tried to fit in, always try to be friends with this specific group of people because they were popular at our school, tried mm -hmm. to dress this specific way because everyone else was doing it, tried to go with the norm, just be another number in the crowd. Um, but being a number, number in the crowd made me grow more and more self-conscious because I felt like I constantly needed to do what everyone else was doing. And if I wasn't doing that one thing that I would be looked upon as weird or why am I doing this or what is he doing? Um, so from the back of my mask, uh, a little while ago, I was definitely very self-conscious. Um, my next thing I have is self-doubt. Um, and this also comes hand in hand with my burnt out thing is that... Um, I have a lot of friends who are very overachievers. Um, I, it's funny that uh, we were just talking about it early after school. I went to one of my best friends, his signing. Um, he's going to Harvard uh, for rowing. Um, and obviously Harvard's such an amazing school. 
Um, but I've known countless other people that are driving themselves and doing so much. And it always comes down to this question that I have on myself is, am I doing enough? Mm. And the answer to that always is like, no, I need to be doing more. Like I need to, there's always people that are doing more. Like I need to do mm. more. I need to put more effort into one thing. I need to make better films. I need to try harder in school. I need to get better grades. Um, I need to make more friends, make more connections. Um, and that's definitely something that um, I've gotten better at, but um, I still deal with it. And um, I feel like everyone has a little bit of self-doubt because they're always comparing themselves to other people and seeing how they rank up to the others. And they're always doing this ranking system. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that um, absolutely destroy teenagers um, in, in, in their appearance, their attractiveness, their uh, intelligence. Um, it's really tough to see. And I feel like everyone goes through a little self-doubt. And that's something that I still kind of struggle with today. Uh, but I've definitely gotten uh, better at um, and my last thing is fearful. Um, now I know I said I made a lot of strides in, in, in my confidence, um, but there are things that I'm still fearful about. Um, and I feel like I've been so used to success and I feel like my dad literally had this conversation with me yesterday. He's like, don't be scared to fail. I feel like I put myself in a box sometimes where I only move in the parameters of this box that I'm in and I don't want to move outside of it. And this comes from an inherent and deep in fear of failing. And my dad tells me that he is in the position that he is. My dad's probably one of the best, most amazing and happiest guys I've, I've known. So he's also another idol of mine. Um, he's telling me that he was growing up and he was always scared to fail. And that's why he only did things on his comfort zone. But once you overcome this fear and you start to recognize that life is full of failures to be able to reach to the point where you want to succeed and where you reach success, yeah, that's the moments when you're really making huge strides. And I still want to battle this today in that um, I've seen a lot of success, but sometimes I feel like I've seen success only because I'm working within that box. And so definitely taking strides to move outside of that box is definitely a big stride. Um, but I definitely feel like I, I want to move more outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, that comes from a fear of failing. Um, mm. But I know I have to be prepared in my future um, to fail, to be able to achieve the success that I want. Yeah. Oh, man. Take a deep breath of that. That was, oh, man. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and we didn't talk about this before this show. So we, we, I've not seen his mask and he had not seen mine. Um, so here's, here's mine and it's okay. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you for those Thank words. You. Thank you for that. There's a couple of things you said that I, I want to, I want to, I want to reflect on, but I want to share mine first. Cause I think I'll reflect on it as I share. Um, but that question of, am I doing enough? <laughs> and the answer that I say to myself often always is no, you're not. Mm -hmm. And that is not only dangerous for, for me as a person who is, you know, dedicated, hardworking, trying to get things done, but it's, it's dangerous when you're working as, as hard as I possibly can, you know, exactly. here we go. Here's, here's the back. <laughs> Fear of wow. Failure, yeah. Wow. And trust issues. And I literally, I, when I wrote trust issues, I was gonna I was gonna write self doubt, and I was like, well, 
my self-doubt is rooted in my fear of failure, right? My fear of failure is like the reason I doubt whether or not like I should make this post or I should like, ah, no one cares what you got to say. Don't, 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 don't post it. Uh, that, that, that reel is whack. Like I, even the stuff that I think I'm saying, I'm not trying to say that it's a 7 billion people on the planet. I'm just saying to the people who are willing to listen, like, mm -hmm. but I even let myself talk myself out of even sharing it with the people who I think want to listen. I, I, and so the self-doubt comes in because it pushes the fear of failure to the, to the surface. It's like, nah, that was horrible. Like, oh, you, you messed up that language. You, you put two words in the wrong order. Oh, there was too long of a pause in between that sentence and that sentence. Like all the things that I'm overthinking myself, mm -hmm. doubting myself, uh, is something that, you know, like, I mean, I'll, I worked hard. I went to college. I did what I, I did the best I could. I went, became an engineer. I did all these things. And I realized that it wasn't until I became a teacher when I began to like follow my own heart. No one told me to be an engineer, but I thought that that's the job that's going to make you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And being an engineer makes people think you're smart. And not only are you smart, but you make a lot of money. Therefore, you get prestige. And there's some things around that. And this is like, I'm, I'm, this is before social media. <laughs> this is just, in social experiences, right? Now, I'm, we're worrying about what people think about us on this device. I was only worried about people who were going to see me and know me, right? Imagine it's a whole different type of level of impact, but it's still a big impact, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think one other thing I, I would say about this, and I think sadness and trust issues, um, um, yeah, right now, just a lot of things are going on in the work with the organization, with uh, and I think as our organization grows, as you build a bigger organization, there's moments where people need passwords and they need access and they need this. And you're like, um, and I realized in the early days of like growing a team that, oh, well, you need the access to my bank account. Uh, and they're like, uh, I am the finance person. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, well, could I just make a copy and give it to you? And you realize like I, my trust issues were getting in the way of us being able to grow in the way we need to grow because I'm so fearful. Like I, I think trusting people growing up, like I didn't have my, my, I didn't have my dad in my life. Right. So, and I didn't, so I didn't have my dad's friends who I got to learn from. I just learned from people who my mom knew. Right. And I think sometimes Maybe if I had more opportunities to practice trust, I could have trusted more. But I was always having to be in charge of my siblings and making mm -hmm. sure that I was taking care of everybody and having people betray trust, which made me trust less. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the things that, that show up in a big way. And so, yeah, thank you for speaking to that. Thank you. I mean, I think that one of the things I try and teach young people in my work and and one of the things is a dance I play between sharing with young people, helping push them to be their best selves, because I don't say it from a place of uh, like a hypocrite when I tell them, hey, you got a lot of talent in you. Why are you holding back? And I had one of my young men, he said um, we were having a conversation and we were recording it. And he was like, you mean, is that like the fact that you got all those videos on your phone and you don't show them? Like he was like, he turned the light, like what I'm telling him about how great I think he is and how amazing he is. And he's holding back. He just turned the mirror back and said, oh, isn't that like you? And I was like, what? 
Like we're not talking about me right now. <laughs> we're not talking about, but it is the same, right? Where do we get to go and people see us, see more than we see in ourselves, so they can help add a light to our own path, right? Because sometimes we just need somebody to help shine a light on the path, you know? Exactly. And I also think that just like both of us saying like fearful of failure, um, it just goes to show that so many people struggle with such similar issues. Like you're not alone in this specific like feeling. There's so many people that endure the same struggles as you. And there's people that feel the same things as you. Um, and it sometimes may not feel like that, but there are 100% people out there that want to talk and, and are dealing with the same things and you're not alone. And it literally resonates to the exact thing that I have in my films, um, which is that um, in, in the first thing, which is Sonder, my, my series, um, one of the reasons why I called it Sonder was because that's kind of an idea of reflecting on the intricacy of so many other people's lives and that realization that there are so many other people that have their own lives, their own feelings and emotions that they're dealing with. Um, and the, the whole point of the series was to be able to share the multiple stories of struggles that people have um, mm. and, and be able to reflect that, like, just in your small community, you can be feeling something very similar to someone else. And so I think just you and me sharing a similar back of the mass with the fearful of failing, it just goes to show that, like, we've never met each other before, beforehand, before our calls and our previous emails, like maybe a couple weeks ago. But it just goes to show that like we have very similar struggles in that specific subject and that like people that you don't even know are dealing with the same thing and that you're not alone in this fight for trying to find a reason in yourself and yeah. try to fight past these horrible feelings that you may be feeling, you know? Yeah. And and not only we not only did we not know each other before this, like we're from two different communities technically. Mm -hmm. We're from two different backgrounds. We're from two different generations, mm -hmm. and oftentimes we think that people like us have to look like us, mm -hmm. exactly. or we think that people who are like us only live where we live. And I think we close ourselves off to mm -hmm. the idea that there's so many people who could be like your best bests, right? But well, they don't fit. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not usually friends with people like that. That's not how it works, because we look on the. I let our eyes judge what's what's really going on with somebody you know mm -hmm. yeah man I, you know one of the things I, I i'm i'm interested in asking you is you also did a film alone and i think mm -hmm. um sometimes it's hard to talk about these topics so i i guess i will ask you in, in this way from sonder to alone to these masks like where did you you know not and having you know your dad's friend in your life and your dad in your life who wants you to be yourself he wants you to mm -hmm not worry about failing like fail like let yourself fail and learn from the failure failure is not a stopping point it's a it's a lesson to learn how to make it better or something you know mm -hmm. like what was it that first gave you the either the courage to talk about it or to face whatever you were going through yourself like what was is there is there a story that you have about when that yeah. first came alive for you mm -hmm. that's a great question um so thanks for bringing that up because I, I would love to talk about this actually um uh, and that's a question I typically get about like the inspiration behind my films. Um, I think it kind of starts with me entering high school um, and me being someone who was very self-conscious. And on top of that, um, the academic pressure that I placed onto myself, which everything's kind of rooted in for me. Um, and I actually had, I, I had to go to therapy for a, a little bit um, in regards to the pressure that I put myself in. Um, I literally felt like nothing was good enough that I was doing the grades that I was achieving, I needed to do better. Um, I needed to take harder classes, classes and course loads that were unsustainable. 
Um, and that experience was kind of just an entryway point into realizing that I had my own struggles and realized yeah. that there was a point in time where my mental health was not up to up to par with what I wanted it to be. Um, and this kind of segues into my later years and in, in the beginning of junior year when I first uh, was thinking about making this film, um, which was a time when I had a conversation um, with my brother. Um, and this was a conversation that really um, instilled a lot of self-realization in myself because um, my brother is probably one of the closest people in my life. Uh, my brother and I are, are extremely close. And when I had this one conversation with him telling me that um, he was really struggling. Um, he was experiencing some feelings of depression and anxiety and self-consciousness. Um, it kind of flipped a switch on me realizing that this was a person that literally lived in my home my entire, almost my entire life. And me being completely blind to the struggles that he was dealing with really was like, how could I have missed this? And this is the same feeling with so many parents that I've talked to thinking back to like the situations of like, I thought my child was perfectly okay. I thought my friend was perfectly okay. How mm. did I miss this? And that definitely sparked um, the conversation and the topic of me wanting to talk about this and spark conversation and instill something to just create some sort of awareness because I didn't really see a lot of awareness beforehand, not just at my school, but in my community, my youth community, my friends. Yeah. Um, and that would definitely, um, that, that, that definitely hit really hard because seeing my brother realize that he was struggling and that I was completely blind to it because my brother's always a kid that's smiling and making jokes and never, ever wants to never, ever even reveals, um, how he's feeling other than just this optimistic self that he is. Um, it really made me take a step back and realize that like, there's so much behind the surface level of what you're seeing. It's exactly like that iceberg analogy where you're only seeing the top. There's so much deeper to a person than just what you're seeing from a surface level view. And that was my own brother. Um, and so that was definitely what made me want to make this film, which my first film was alone after I heard my brother. The A couple weeks after I immediately started screenplaying um, for that, uh, writing the screenplay for that film. Um, and I wanted parents and students alike to recognize. And it was actually really cool. I got a lot of publicity for that film because it was just so relatable. Yeah. In COVID, so many people were locked up in their rooms. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So many people had this feeling of isolation and as if they can't reach out to anybody and no one wants to reach out to them. Yeah. And that feeling of loneliness can cause so much sadness in people. Um, and that it's just rooted in the idea that people feel as if they don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why I respect your platform so much is you're, you're, you're literally giving me a platform to be able to talk about this and mm -hmm. make my ideas, um, be heard. And I feel like people don't feel heard sometimes. And when they don't feel heard, that's when they sort of start to internalize everything and yeah. all their emotions and what they're feeling. Um, and so, yeah, that was a lot of inspiration for my film was to, um, after hearing by my brother and also there were uh, multiple counts of suicides of, of, of students, my, my own age, um, that I have connections with, um, happening in my community. Um, and that definitely sparked a lot of discussion about what we needed to do more in our community to prevent this. And also, um, 
what I could do to make an impact on this issue. Man, oh man. I think it was beautiful the way you described that. And thank you for sharing. I thank you for that. And I really appreciate it. I'm glad your brother got whatever that spark of that conversation where he trusted you. I mean, imagine he trusted you all along, but to trust you in a deeper way. And and, I, and the same thing you said with parents, you, what you heard from parents is same thing I, I hear from parents, right? That my, my kid was doing fine. And I think oftentimes, and definitely in different places, well, if you're doing great academically and you're an athlete and you're sports and you're and you're and you say I'm fine and you smile all the time and you show up to dinner on time and you clean your room and you create the image everything is fine, mm-hmm. like what's happening behind that mask? And, I, and I, now actually, it makes your the, what you drew actually a little bit even more powerful. Mm-hmm. You drew a character wearing a mask mm-hmm. with the outside showing. Only the outside showing, exactly. Yeah. And how imagine how often we do that even today, right? Not only it's funny because with- you walk around with this mask and that everyone else is seeing that surface, that outside area of the mask, but no one's seeing the inside part of it. <laughs> and right. so it's kind of both a metaphorical and a literal kind of perspective on it. That's exactly right. And imagine even that, even with that, like how often um, can we like, when we walk around, we're like, you're trying to t- convince people that we're we're doing fine with our eyes and hopefully our eyes are expressive. Otherwise, usually in the, you know, before we were wearing these, people could tell, even if you said you were fine, but they could see on your face, people don't have to pretend anymore, right? They don't, they don't have to smile with, for the most part, because they're just behind this shield. Yeah, you can't, you can't see them. Exactly. You can't tell. You know, one of the things I really appreciate, thank you for sharing about the, the film alone. I, I think when I watched it, I watched it several times and I shared it in several places um, because I think that it's a conversation that we really need to be having. I think the, the, this this work around these masks, you and I coming together on a on a Friday, like when you could be doing so many other things, you making time for this conversation is really valuable, and I really it means a lot to me. Of course. And I think that what I'm hoping, you know, we set this goal to collect a million masks around the world. I wonder what would it be like if we could uh, invite people to like to trust their own gut and make that mask. Cause the number million is just a big number and it's a beautiful number to me, but it's mm-hmm. not the million masks. It's every person around the world who can realize more that they're not alone, mm-hmm. that whatever you're going through, dealing with, grappling with, not grappling with, trying to ignore numbing out, <laughs> trying to deal with by yourself. Kind, kind of like even, oh, Folks, we're going to put the show notes. We're going to put the link to the alone in the show notes so you can watch it. But even the scene with the father, right, where the father probably out of a loving place said, gave him a statement, right? And then he was like, That's, can you ask me? Can you ask me what's up with me? Like, he just gave him a directive. And not that parents shouldn't give directives, but he gave him a directive and he missed the fact that his son was grappling with stuff, Right. And how often do we do that? Even when we people like you said, your brother, you've seen him all. You've seen him all your whole life, and to finally find out. And so I'm, I'm, I think this is what we're doing, and I'm excited to, you know, find ways that you know, as you go off to, you know, um, NYU, that you know, our work, we can, we'll, we'll come there. I give me an excuse to come to New York. I'll exactly. take that excuse. Yes. Right. And how we can help this movement grow from coast to coast. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there anything you would like to say, you know, to other 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, young people out there in the world who 
are also feeling that pressure of like, like what 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 is maybe one thing you would say to them? Like one thing they can try, right today, like right now, even even for the adults, right? I mean, this is not only the young people dealing with this, but let's say for 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 people your peers, mm-hmm. what is one thing you can invite them to do that may help them to find a little relief in the being alone category? Well, one thing that um. I would tell these people just with your platform in general is that um, I want people to know that you are valued. Each and every single person plays some important role to someone else or yourself. I I feel like people have this feeling as if like they don't play any purpose. They don't have a value to anyone. They don't know why they're even here in the first place, but you have value. You're here for a purpose. You have meaning. Um, And one thing that um, actually my girlfriend recommended to me um, that I think is really great is um, she makes a list and it inspired me to do this also is she makes a list of all the things that she's grateful for mm-hmm. and all the things that um, she realizes that like is important to her. And she makes a little checklist and um, I like to visualize it like a little checklist where I write all these things out and I make sure that I check mark each and every single one to show that like I'm doing this, like I have value in here. I mean this to someone like I'm doing this and I'm proud of myself for it. And that just writing it down gives you kind of this internalized feeling of just realizing that like there is so much that you play on this earth. There's so much purpose that you hold. And that feeling of thinking that you have no purpose, you're kind of it's almost as if you're kind of isolating yourself to only one thought process of I don't have a purpose here. I don't play any value. And you're shutting off every other thought or every other action that you played in your previous past that is so important and gives you value. Um, And I think just being able to write it out and just see it and check off each box to show that like, yes, I'm doing this. Yes, I mean this to someone is really Mm. helpful and is helpful for me at least um, to kind of internalize and recognize that like, yes, I play an important role here. I have value. People care about me. And I have meaning. Um, and I feel like that's a, a lot of the issues with people that are struggling with depression. It's like, why am I here in the first place? Do I really play a value here? If I wasn't here, the world would, st- would the world still revolve and be the same? Um, and I think that's definitely something um, that um, helps me at least um, with recognizing the importance that I have in, in, in my life and the importance that you have in your life and anyone that's listening here, um, the importance that you have on this earth itself man well look after you said that there ain't there's uh, yes yes exactly look um Preston I am very proud of you I don't I've just rarely met you uh, I am I'm glad to know you and I'm looking forward to the next journey of your own life you know and so uh, I'm wishing you all the best. I'm here over here cheering you on. And what I would like you to do is where are the ways you want people to like, where can they see your films? So we'll put all this in the show notes and just say it and we'll make sure that we put the notes in there. But, but where do you want them to follow you? What are the ways you want them to engage with you? How can they support you? Mm-hmm. Like let folks know what they can do to um, join this movement with you. Yeah, well, I have um, I have an Instagram, uh, Nashanti. Um, um, you could definitely put it. 
um, in in kind of the the boxes where they can they can check. I have an Instagram. It's shot by Lee Official. Um, that's where I post a lot of my content, and that's just outside of mental health content. Um, that's a lot of stuff with just like me shooting with my friends and uh, making cool edits and stuff like that. Um, and then um, what else? I have a YouTube. It's Preston Lee, um, and you can look that up. And I have my film alone uh, on YouTube right now. Um, and I also have something that's really cool. Uh, I have. I'm an article written up that you guys, if, if anyone listening wants to check out, it's, I'm part of this. Um, I have an article written on this thing called the perspective project. Um, and it's in the UK and it's, um, this, um, project based in UK where they have people from around the world share art and write, um, a resonating message with that art. And so if you just look up my name, Preston Lee perspective project, um, you can definitely take a look at the, the article and see the film there as well. Um, and, and yeah, so that's, that's where they can reach out. Well, I haven't. I, I thought I read all your stuff. I haven't read that yet, so that's going to be the next thing I get to read. Listen, um, one thing that I want to say is, I want, and also maybe in the future, I want to talk to you about the art project because I think maybe what we could do, and you know, the work that we do in Ever Forward Club is around this, and um, I would like to talk to you about that project, and I would like to maybe grow that, create that same kind of art contest or maybe art exhibition here in the Alameda County area. And um, I would love to get, you know, some ideas from you and some, you know, some structure that you all created. I think that's, that's something so that- fun. That's so funny that you actually said that because like we I just had a meeting um, with the county talking about expanding this art showcase that we wanted to do. And so you're the perfect entryway into that. And that's like literally amazing because we were just talking about that like two weeks ago. All right. Well, we're ready. And I think mm-hmm. that I think uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of young talented artists in so many ways, art, medium, music, whatever. So let's do it. And I think it's going to allow more people to be able to take off those emotional masks or at least share what they're, where they're coming from in their own mask, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, man. Well, listen, we are going to be sharing that out. I'm going to be putting this article. I'm going to share this article tonight on my platforms, the article that you were the perspective project. Um, we'll be sharing all this in the show notes. Uh, Preston, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It really means a lot. This is such a cool opportunity. This is my first time ever being on a podcast. So just, being able to share out my thoughts and feel as if people want to listen to me and hear me talk um, is really cool. So thank you. Well, you're changing the world, brother. And one voice at a time, one mask at a time, we're going to do this work. Um, have a great weekend. Thanks for letting us take um, a big part of your uh, Friday afternoon. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much. Right on. Folks, if you want to make a mask, you can do that at 100kmasks.com. Anonymous. No one is even going to know it's you, but you'll be able to be a part of this community of people who are recognizing the front and the back of their mask. Again, that's 100kmasks.com. And so I just want to really honor Preston for being courageous, for leading by example, of being a part of sharing his mask today. And uh, folks, we look forward to seeing you. If you know a young person who can benefit from these words that Preston shared today, share it with them. If you know uh, another young person who needs to hear these words, who may not even know that there are other young people going through similar things, share it with them. Um, We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. See you soon, folks. Taking Off The Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. 
And I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. As we hit this one year anniversary, we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the taking off the mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.